You're with Cape Talk. This is Evening Talk. Tim Lundy, good evening. It's, I've heard you on the radio. It's the first time I meet you in person. How are you? I'm very well in yourself. I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Um, always interesting uh, listening to a uh, hiking feature with Tim Lundy. Um, it's uh, something that I don't do, I must be <laughs> <laughs> If you If you see the size of the boop, you will know. <laughs> I'm going to find a presenter at Cape Talk that will go up the mountain with me. <laughs> okay, so tonight we're talking about the do's and don'ts on the mountains. But before we get to that, uh, Tim, let's do a bit of a rescue recap. Yeah, so the rescue recap this week, um, it's been a busy one. Um, I've actually been sort of out of touch the whole week or for the last two weeks. And so this one, there were seven rescues in seven days. Seven rescues in seven days? Yeah, of which three were on one day on one mountain. So it was, it's been busy, and uh, yeah, the season, I think the crazy season has kind of started off with a, with a bang. Well, look, we, we've had amazing weather over the past uh, week or so, so yeah. it would be very um, tempting for people to actually go up and do some mountain climbing or walking or trailing, whatever it exactly. is. Exactly. I yeah. think um, we've, all, we've all loved the rain as much as we've had, and it's filled the dams nicely. Um, but as soon as that sun comes out, the Cape Townians hit the slopes. Yeah. Can you give us more info as to where... where? Look, mostly, I can't go into too much detail about it because obviously it's um, patient privilege, client or whatever you call it. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the three were on Lion's Head. So Lion's Head always um, being one of those tricky mountains that um, you've just got to gotta watch. You know, people yeah. people go up in hordes up there, and they they think it's a it's a nice walk, and it 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 um yeah it can be very dangerous and and very tricky. So especially when it gets really busy, right? People just need to be very very careful and and aware, especially around the three the three pine trees up there, and with the amount of traffic that is going over there, um, the routes have become very very slippery. Um, you know, when you you run your hand over very well sandpapered wood yes yes that's what it feels okay. like it's very very smooth so very slippery and um people often if they've got other people they're all sitting chatting talking um not paying attention and and it'll catch you in a right. and 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 that is the most important part of of hiking and going up a mountain is to continuously pay attention and remain yeah. focused yeah yeah i yeah. mean always enjoy it stop as many times as you need to take in things around you mm. i mean i always say to people the one thing that you should really do when you're walking is take in the little things yeah you know stop see the little flower or and just appreciate it it's not for me hiking shouldn't be about trying to get to the top and trying to get back down again if you're doing it like that for me you're doing it for the wrong reasons okay go out and enjoy the nature but be careful at the same time okay because when you start uh, neglecting the safety aspect mm-hmm. it'll come back and bite you yeah so uh, i see we are doing a safety recap yeah so the safety recap the reason that we've kind of started there is because of the attacks on the mountains um that unfortunately cape town does have um and it's just to bring awareness as to where the attacks are happening and what to look out for um so the good news is that there hasn't been anything in the past week um there were th- um some chaps that had been attacked uh about two weeks ago or last last week actually um and the authorities got on top of it they happened to be in the area thankfully because there had been activity in the area 
and they did make arrests, which is great news. Right. But um, yeah, just be careful. Don't again. Don't take valuables with you. Don't make yourself look like a target. Walk in in bigger groups and and on routes that are not hotspots. Hmm. Do we know if there is a coordinated plan to deal um, or to at least stop? or prevent attacks uh, this coming uh, summer season because it did escalate yeah. um, earlier on in the year. Is, are, are there any plans in place? The authorities are talking. Um, and, yeah, I can't talk too much about what, what they're talking about at this point. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I think when they're ready, they will let us know yeah. what what the plans are. Um, but I think they they definitely realize that something needs to be done. Um, more patrols need to happen. The problem is for the authorities and for for everybody in fact is that the mountains are incredibly huge Mm -hmm. and there are so many different paths to try and expect authorities to cover every single path and every single route is just close to impossible Um, but the intelligence that is being shared is definitely helping putting the guys in the right places and and getting to the hot spots um, and trying to be one step ahead of these guys. Mm. That's the, the biggest challenge, is trying to be one step and thinking like they do, thinking about what they're going to do and how they're going to attack people or where they're going to attack, mm. which can be a very, very tricky yes, tricky game. But um, I think they're trying very hard, um, and, and hopefully this season they can um, make some more arrests and um, try and start putting a, a stop yeah. To, yeah. to this so that we can get our mountains back and we can enjoy them as all Capetonians should be able to, Abs- and tourists as well. Absolutely, and, and it's up to us, the locals, to, to really be dedicated and invested in terms of saying, look, we are going to partner with you as law enforcement authorities or as the national parks um, and, and do our bit to ensure yeah. that these people are caught or stopped before they, they, they exactly. do what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. Absolutely. If you um, have any questions for Tim, I guess this Tim Lundy is a uh, qualified mountain guide. Um, the feature is hiking with Tim 021-446-0567. Um, you can also send through any hiking related questions uh, to 072-567-1567. And then on the SMS line, we are taking your questions for Tim as well on 31567. Seven. So, what is okay? So, <laughs> I'm not even I'm, I'm not even ashamed to say this anymore because it's just a fact of life. Um, I haven't been up the mountain for a long time. I think I hiked up. I can't even remember where the cable car somewhere. Probably like 15 years ago when I was like <laughs> 10,000 years younger. So, what is the worst don't on the mountains, Tim? I would say my biggest. Um, thing to not do is litter um, followed very closely by graffiti I think there's nothing worse than when you go out into nature and and try and find the natural side of things and here's a piece of paper or mm. a piece of plastic lying in the middle of the path that somebody's just discarded um, to me it just shows a disrespect for every other mountain user out there um, I just wish people would just realize that we're all going to be out there and it's really not nice. I don't come to your house and throw litter mm. around your house. It, it, it's just not done. And I'm not saying that the mountain is my house. What I'm saying is it's all of our houses and we should all respect it. Absolutely. Um, for everybody and not just walk around as if, if you own the house or the mountainside. Mm. Um, 
Look, people have no excuse to do that. Yeah. They have no excuse to do that because if memory serves me from many years ago, um, there are bins along the routes for you to… On the lower slopes, there are. Mm. Um, the problem with putting bins higher up is that somebody would have to hike up and go and sure. get them and, and then sure. bring them down. Um, so, and it really doesn't take a lot. You know, if you've got a like a plastic sandwich holder or yeah. a plastic bottle, put it in your. Just put it in your. You, you took it up in your backpack. Yeah. Just bring it down in your backpack. Yeah. And when you're finished, chuck it in the bin. But also, it, it holds danger for the wildlife up there. Absolutely. And, and, and that is the problem. That is my big concern yeah. as well. No, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Mm. The, the the plastic, I mean, we see what it does to our, our, our oceans mm. and what, what it does to the animals in the oceans. So, yeah, with uh, being on the mountains, same thing, you know. Nobody's told the porcupine it's a piece of plastic. Right, um, right. And it can end up killing them. Yeah. And and so we actually doing ourselves a disservice by just leaving all our own stuff mm. around. And you know what? What my view on uh, my view on that is for those people who actually go into nature. They say they're nature lovers, but they think nothing of just uh, dropping the garbage. Yeah. Then you are a hypocrite. You should stay off the mountain. Yeah, because because that's, that 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 is such an important part of um, ensuring that uh, the the ecosystem remains yeah. clean. And you know, one of the things I, uh, recently that I've seen a lot of people doing is they will take a small packet with them, and they will pick up other people's garbage. And mm. I just on the one hand, I think it's really awesome that they do that, but mm. on the other hand, I think we really shouldn't have to. Yes, we really should not have to be cleaning up other, after other people. Yeah. I mean, what is it teaching? The people that are doing it, mm. that it's okay to just chuck stuff down because somebody else will take it down. It's mm. someone else's problem. Yeah. Let's move on. What is the one thing mountain users do the most that they shouldn't do apart from littering? Um, they don't prepare properly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I constantly say this. And, and I mean, yeah, there's seven rescues this week. So it it's one of those things that constantly keep on just trying to remind people that you know when you go out there don't expect that it, if you're planning for a four-hour hike plan for it to be much longer you know plan for it just in case something were to go wrong have a plan b don't just assume that you're going to be okay there have been times where i mean i've sprained my ankle on the mountain mm. um and it was supposed to be a four-hour hike well six and a half hours later i was off the mountain safely but um my wife wasn't too happy about it, <laughs> but I think she was very happy with the fact that I got off safe. Yes, yes. But um, the 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 thing is, I was prepared. Mm. You know, had I had to have stayed on the mountain or called rescue, mm. I was prepared for it. How do you adequately prepare um, when before going up? Because I know the weather can change very quickly, and people get excited and they go up there with their little tops, and the weather can change in an yeah. instant. So, how do you adequately prepare? So. Just prepare for everything. So if it's a sunny day, put in a rain jacket. If it's a overcast day, put in sunscreen, put in a hat. Um, you may not need it, but um, as, a, as a good friend of mine always says, rather have it than not need it than mm. need it and not have it. Yes, absolutely. You know, and and the, is, uh, that doesn't ring, that rings so true when, you, when you're out in the mountains and then you go, ah, I should have had that sunscreen. Mm, mm. And then you come off looking like a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you need to take enough water as well. Absolutely. Two mm. liters. Um, yeah, absolutely. Take two liters of water. Um, I'm not saying that everyone's going to drink two liters. I certainly 
don't think I've ever drunk two liters. Well, no, that's actually not true. I have. I've actually drunk three liters in two hours yeah. once before. Yeah. Look, the, the the point is is that you have something in reserve. You have something in stock, exactly, just in case. Yeah, just in case. Um, Tim Lundy is my guest. That's hiking with Tim, a regular feature here on the evening talk show. Um, we have a voice note uh, that has come in. Listening to the discussion about um, litter on the mountain, um, it's very disappointing and to discover graffiti from um, tourists from places like Canada who put their names on the rocks, uh, graffiti on the rocks, their names and say Canada 2018. It's disgusting that first world country visitors from overseas come along and deface our mountain. Absolutely disgusting. This is Glynis from Cape Town. Glynis, I agree with you and so will you, Tim. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely agree with Glennis. And I think, uh, look, recently, um, last week, we we spoke about the graffiti side of things. Mm. And um, the reason I brought it up is that I see that Sand Parks have actually now started to put on their signboards, no graffiti. Right. Um, Because, I mean, yeah, if you don't tell people, then they think it's okay. Is that enough, though? Should should they be reaching out to the tourism sector to say, look, guys, can we get some sort of educational agreement going here that, like you um, putting up signs, there's a water shortage in South Africa, uh, sorry, in Cape Town, um, also leave informational um, materials at hotels, in rooms yeah. to say, this is what we require of you when you're on the mountain. Absolutely. And I think to start with, it is a start that they've they've put up these signs. Um, but you can't just stop there. We can't just stick up stickers and go, well, this is what you can and can't do. Mm-hmm. It needs to be enforced. And I think as mountain users, we need to um, enforce it as well. You know, I was actually um, on tour yesterday um, at, a, at a tourist spot and there were some tourists standing and I heard them shouting and I sort of turned over to look at them. And here was a piece of polystyrene takeaway box mm. blowing away in the wind. And I sort of looked at them and I thought, why, why are they shouting? And the next thing I saw, a young kid come running back, looking very sheepish, and picked it up. And I then just started clapping. I was like, well done. You know, right. these, these are people that are not even living in our country, but they, they shouted at him and told him, you know, not cool. You, you, you don't, don't do that. And, and that was in the city. That wasn't even on the mountainside. Yes. Um, and I think as mountain users, we shouldn't feel ashamed to tell other people off Mm-hmm. when they do that kind of thing. And if you're feeling sort of a little bit um, like you you don't want to be too... too um, confrontational. Confrontational. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you, you can do what I do is um, if I see somebody drop something, and I, I again, I saw it just the other day, um, you pick it up and you go, excuse me, you dropped this. Yes. And you, you'll you see the look on their face. They look, they're like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, they look guilty. Yeah, and, and then they sort of stick it in their pocket. And they oh, you can see they feel mm, so mm. bad because they've actually been caught out. Sure. So. We have a caller on the line, Natasha. Good evening, Natasha. Welcome. Oh, uh, hi. Uh, thank hi, you Natasha. so much for this talk. Um, I want to make a suggestion. Um, what I always hear from com- conversations like this is that nobody really makes a mark where we check that those of us who are going into the mountain are actually being uh, informed, screen, so to screen, so to speak, 
to 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 make sure that we know why we're going into the mountain and how we should be going into the mountain. So what I want to suggest is maybe just for a month or so to have people at the beginnings of the the route, like the beginning of Skeleton Gorge, the beginning of the walk up to the front of the mountain, beginning of, I mean, there are two routes up to Lion's Head, the beginnings of those, just having a few people standing there, um, uh, you know, stopping people and saying, are you aware of this and this and this? Um, Are you prepared for this and this and this? So that people could just have a sense that, you know, there are people who are watching over us and that we need to take more responsibility as to how we enter the mountain. Okay. Your your comment to that, Tim? Yeah, I, I, I like the idea. Um, the the only one issue I have with it is that we've got to remember sand parks are the ones that are um, running operations, so it would have to go through through sand parks. Um, the only other issue I have with it is that there are. I wouldn't know where to start in terms of how many routes there are. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem with Table Mountain um, and policing it is the fact that there are so many different ways to get to the top. Yes. Um, so having somebody, look, maybe Platterclip is not a bad idea. Lion's Head, mm. great idea. Mm. I, Lion's Head and Platterclip, especially because those are the two busiest routes um, for tourists as well as locals. Mm. And they're the ones that attract the most attention in terms of negativity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe maybe it's a good I, idea. We, the, the, the idea of handing pamphlets out has been um, suggested many times. Um, but often what happens is the litter yeah, they come the back pam- in there, throw the pamphlet into the bush. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Natasha, for taking the time to call through. The lines are open, 021-446-0567. If you'd like to join the conversation, I'm in conversation with uh, Tim Lundy. It's the Hiking with Tim feature. And tonight uh, we are talking about the do's and don'ts on the mountain. We've talked about the problem, the litter problem we have there and uh, what issues that cause to the wildlife and to the environment in general. Uh, we've so far covered um, or how to be prepared, adequately prepared, be prepared when you go up the mountain from a safety aspect um, um, what are some of the most important things mountain users should remember every time they go out okay so my my short list and I mean people can add to this list if they want to more than welcome to things that I've always found um, warm top whether it be 30 degrees or not um, it might be 30 degrees and you're planning a four-hour hike but something goes wrong sun goes down and that warm you're going to be really wanting that warm top um, the temperature goes down with the sunlight. So a warm top is always a good thing. Um, a rain jacket as well. Mm. Again, if it's not raining. always I've always got a rain jacket in all my backpacks. I've got three different backpacks. Um, and I've always got a rain jacket in the bottom of them just in case. Uh, I never have to worry about it. Another one is a headlamp. Um, again, I don't plan to go hiking in the, at night. Mm-hmm. But it makes a huge difference when I am stuck out at night and um, I need to actually be able to see where I'm going. Um, And we've had a couple of cases like that recently where people have kind of overstayed their welcome on the mountain, not willingly, but they've they've needed to try and come down. And I mean, you'll lose the path. The mountain is a very different beast. Um, If you think it can be bad during the day, it is much worse. It's a very different place at night. Mm. 
Um, and then, yeah, two liters of water always, first aid kit, emergency numbers, always just have them in a backpack, stick them away. You don't ever have to really use them unless you absolutely have to. Um, and an emergency blanket is one of those things as well, that if you are for any reason forced to spend the night and you can't get cell phone reception, you, you, you're stuck up there for whatever reason, um, an emergency blanket is one of those things that will keep you. I've, I've had to use an emergency blanket a couple of times on rescues mm-hmm. where we spending more time than we need to um, because the rescue is taking so long um, and you're sitting still for ages because other teams are, are doing their thing. Um, yeah, emergency blanket right. comes out and it, it makes a big difference. And then a map. So many people don't hike over the map. If you don't know those mountains, use a map. And even if you do, rather just have a map in your backpack. Um, because sometimes people ask you, where do we go? And then you've got a map to tell them. You can you can help out. Right from a security perspective, coming from the environment that I come from, mm. and um, I grew up on the Cape Flats, so I, I'm very security conscious um, with relating to attacks. And I know we don't want to get people into situations where um, they might get seriously hurt, but is a little bit of pepper spray as a security um, item in your bag. Is, is, is that okay? Um, you know, the, the analogy that comes to mind is shooting a buffalo in the, in the horns. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, uh, because I would take along a taser. <laughs> yeah. Problem with the taser is if the guy has to be right on top of you at the time that you taser him. And you make damn sure that you've tased him before he stabs you. So it's a... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a debate that keeps on going backwards and forwards. Um, unless you are martial arts and you're <laughs> kung mm. fu master and, and totally confident, just don't. You, a lot of these guys are high on something. Yeah. And yeah. their adrenaline has been pumping for a lot longer than yours has. Mm. And they've got the element of surprise. You've got the, I mean, you, you just don't know what, what's going yeah. on. I've been in this situation. I know what it's like. So Okay. Rather don't. Okay. Um, as we end off tonight, what are the three things, what three things would you tell a beginner they must have and three things they shouldn't? Okay. So good shoes always um, makes a big, big difference. Water, always have water and then obviously warm clothing as well. Um, and then don't take a heavy backpack. You're going to regret it an hour once you're in, and then it's too late because you're already in. You need to continue or turn back, and it's gonna. You've still got another hour to get out of there. Um, yeah, bad shoes, bad idea. Yeah, I've seen too many people with bad shoes, and it's really not a good idea. What is uh, a bad shoe? Bad shoe is something with a very soft sole. Okay. Um, too much flexibility. So when you're walking on the sort of rocky ground, you're gonna feel every single rock. Okay. And it's gonna hurt. And when you're doing that for three, four hours. It's going to make. It's going to take its toll. It's going to take its toll in your body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then um, bad clothing. So yeah, don't. And we're not talking fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fashion's not one of those things that you must worry about in the mountains. Um, yeah, just thin clothing or um, tank tops when it's overcast. It's just a bad idea. Right. Right. Um, and jeans. Jeans are, a lot of people walk in jeans. As a kid, I used to walk in jeans. I now see my ways, and I just think, no, bad idea. When it starts raining, jeans are the worst. Yeah. So so what, what is ideal in terms of clothing? Clothing. Would you have to go shop at a shop like Cape Union Mart or something like that you that could, specializes? If you, if you start really getting into hiking, then yes, mm. I would say go to the shops where you can get the, the, the 
the clothing, that they, like the T-shirts that breathe. Yes. So you don't feel clammy and sweaty. Um, good hiking pants, um, but those can get very, very, yeah. very expensive. But yeah, okay. good clothing. I really enjoyed this conversation with yeah. you. Um, how do we give out your contact details? Yeah, you can do. No problem at all. So um, if you want to get hold of me on Facebook, it's um, the 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 page is Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy. The Twitter account is at Hiking Cape Town. Um, and the new one, which hopefully we're going to release soon, is Glam Trail at Glam Trails. Instagram is Cape Town Hiking and Glam Trails. And if you want to email me, it's tim at capetownhiking.co.za. Tim Lundy, thank you so much for your time tonight. It was really a pleasure talking to nice you. Nice to have met you. Yes, same <laughs> year. And I'm sure you'll be back next week with who I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, we're coming up to 10 o'clock. It's time for Eyewitness News.